Amen. Oh, God is moving in our midst and our lives. Thank God. We, uh, after Easter, traditionally, things fall off in church, attendance, offerings, everything. I've just been praying this year that, that instead it'll be, this uh, summer will be a time of increase and uh, that the kingdom of God will, will move forward. And praise God for that. We, we, we know that God's a, an amazing God. He gives us all things. And uh, I want us to uh, go to the Scripture, Ephesians 3.19. Say this with me. To know the love of Christ, <clears throat> which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. I have been redeemed to be filled with Holy Spirit so that the fullness of God <clears throat> may dwell in me. Praise God for the fullness of God. I've been, we've been teaching on this for uh, several weeks now, and uh, thank God for his fullness, all the things uh, that he's given and I've approached this differently than, than we usually approach <clears throat> talking about spiritual fullness, but I believe, and, and I'm seeing the fruit. I, I've been seeing people, people's lives increase in the Spirit of God and, and uh, just diving in to the knowledge of God and knowing Him and their lives being full. Been a lot of testimonies of things. Matter of fact, I'm, I was thinking the other day that uh, I need, we need to start just uh, sharing some of the things that uh, have been happening and uh, see the uh, things happening in, in people's lives because God's, God's active, he's alive, he's working, he's performing miracles, praise God. I was watching uh, Brother Steve Langston with uh, little Adeline and uh, thinking what a miracle she is. She was, she was just a pound when she was born, one pound. And uh, just I remember seeing her when she was first born, a little old tiny thing. And, um, you, you know, you think, how, how can a child develop like that? But we just kept praying. The family was praying, believing. And uh, not only did she fully develop, but she has no disabilities. And uh, that is amazing because a lot of times that just simply does not happen. She is a perfectly formed, ornery little girl. And uh, so thank God for that. That, that. that isn't just something that happened. That is, that is a miracle. That is a, that's something that that baby developed on the outside of the womb with no defects, no, no uh, problems. And uh, a lot of times they can't see or, you know, different things don't develop right, things like that. But, but uh, that's, that's what happens when you know, when you know the uh, giver of all things, when you know the, know the power of God. And... Uh, been uh, people been telling about different healings that have been taking place, and so we in the days ahead we might be sharing uh, some of those. Just to encourage us to keep uh, seeking God, just keep moving forward uh, with the things of God. I want you to turn with me today to the Book of Ephesians, chapter one. How many love the Word? Praise God. We got a couple more weeks on this uh, today, and uh, I believe next week is next week the fifth. I believe it's May fifth. So next week. Uh, will be the last Sunday we'll be uh, ministering on this subject. Of course, it'll be intertwined. All these messages will be intertwined throughout the year. But um, next week will be the last message. Then we'll have Mother's Day, and Sister Betty's going to be speaking on Mother's Day. 
and uh, she's uh, trying to prepare for that. She's uh, she she. I've tried to, you know, I've told her. I said, well, you can do that. You know, I do it every Sunday. She said, one time a year is more than I want. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so that that'll be uh, on the twelfth. And then we're going to be moving into uh, some messages that I'm really excited about, anticipating, and that is the first section of being uh, mental, mentally whole, understanding mental uh, health, mental wholeness, and then the, the second segment of that is, is emotional health and, uh, and wholeness. And what we don't realize is the Word of God gives us all the instruction and help in, in all those areas. And uh, Apostle Paul taught on it very in depth, and uh, so we're gonna we're gonna just gonna dive into that here in a few weeks, and and just see God help us and restore us, and and uh, all the things that are gonna gonna uh, be done. Thank God for all the people on Facebook Live. Um, there, there's some weeks that over 500 people listen and watch these messages, and so thank God for that. And uh, so we we want to we want to get the word out. We want people to to advance in the kingdom of God. In Ephesians chapter one and verse three, one of my favorite scriptures that I quote a lot is, "Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ." Amen. Blessed. He has blessed us. Now the word "bless." means different things in, in different uh, contexts. In the Beatitudes where it talks about blessed is the poor in spirit and, you know, and goes through all the, all the Beatitudes. It's talking about uh, happy, prosperous, enviably happy. I mean, enviably prosperous. I, I like that word. I, I, I want to be enviably happy. How many want to be enviably happy? Praise God. How many just want to make those old, you know, sour attitude just miserable around you because you're happy. Just be contagious. Amen. Some people put a lot of effort into being grumpy. It actually doesn't take a lot of effort to be happy. It takes, it takes almost no muscles, very few muscles to smile, but it takes, I think it's a hundred and some muscles to frown. And, uh, so our, our face will get a break if we'll just get happy. Amen. If, if you get spasms in your face from smiling, you know that you don't do that enough. Amen. You need to exercise. You know, get some exercise going there. It'll even help with your double chin. Kind of pulls it up, you know, just. But the word blessed here is, is a little bit, little bit different. And when I first begin to read this, and looked at this word, I like to make sure that I, you know, uh, words change in different co- uh, contexts in the Bible. And when I w- looked at this word blessed here, it, it had a, a different meaning that, that really stumped me for a little bit. It's like, what? You know, I, I, why, why would it mean that? But blessed, the word blessed here, he is blessed, is the word uh, eulogio. And it means to invoke a, a benediction. And we look at eulogies, that's where we get our word eulogies. Eulogies and benedictions, we look at as something at the end of something. Either at a funeral, we, we get up and we eulogize the person. And, uh, or we uh, say a benediction at the end of a service or things like that. And so those two words 
kind of threw me. It's like, okay, we're talking about blessed with every spiritual blessing, but it starts out with the word eulogio, to eulogize or to invoke a benediction. And as I looked at that, I thought, well, it makes perfect sense because it says he blessed, he blessed us with every, he has blessed us with every past tense. This is like a declaration. What, what Paul is saying is this is the final word. This is the final declaration. This is the invocation of God. He is declaring a, vo- a benediction over us. He is eulogizing the people of God, speaking good. And another part of it says just to speak well of somebody. And he is speaking wellness. He is speaking blessing. He's, he's declaring over the church, this is my word. And it is established. Amen. Jesus has already went to the end. He knows the end from the beginning. He already knows the end of this thing. He's working it out. We are, we are working into his plan and becoming part of his plan. I, I do not believe that, that you know, I've, I've heard people say, hey, don't, don't sweat it. You will end up where you should be. That is absolutely not true. You have to put out effort and you have to follow direction because your life is nothing but choice after choice after choice. When you look back, you realize that your life is a long string of choices. And those long string of choices is what ends up making up what your life is. And so choices are very important because you can make a wrong choice and you can, you can forfeit the blessings that God had prepared for you. Amen. I've thought different times of, of what if different things happen. You know, I, I was thinking here all back, what if, what if my parents would have decided to stay in California when I was, you know, they moved back when I was about three or four years old. What if they decided to stay out there? I would have never met Sister Betty. And then she would have never been blessed. Choices are something that we, we have to understand. Every choice you make changes the path and direction of your life. And so we have to seek after God. You will end up where you're supposed to be if you seek him with all of your heart and you diligently follow after him. Amen. You just diligently follow after him. You will end up where you're supposed to be. But if you just have this case, Sarah, Sarah, whatever it will be, will be, you know, a kuna matata kind of attitude. This, you know, I'll just do whatever. I'll just float through this thing and God will get me there. I guarantee you're going to miss everything God had for you. Because you got you to gotta search after it. We're talking today about being blessed with every spiritual blessing. That's a lot. Every spiritual blessing. So the word bless is, means to invoke a benediction on, to declare good things over, to speak well of. And, and so here Paul is saying, this is the benediction. We have already been eulogized. God has already eulogized us. He's already declared the good things over us that he plans for us. When Jesus died on the cross, before he died, he said, it is finished. He wrote the last sentence. He, he declared what it was going to be. He declared what our life, what he had determined for us to have. And so it is finished today and we are blessed. We are prosperous. 
It, it also means to cause to prosper, to make happy, to bestow blessings on. So there's a benediction. This, this word about all spiritual blessings starts out with a eulogy and a benediction on every and all spiritual blessing. Nothing left out. The original King James says all spiritual blessings. Here in the New King James says every spiritual blessing. Whatever it is, whatever uh, version you read, it's all about it being all-encompassing, everything, the, all the spiritual blessing. And the word spiritual just simply means divine or supernatural. Divine, all divine or supernatural uh, blessing. This word was only used after the outpouring of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. Before the day of Pentecost, they did not use the word spiritual. Only after the outpouring of the, the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost, then they began to refer to men and, as spiritual. It wasn't, it wasn't used before. And then all of a sudden, we are spiritual beings. And the word spiritual, you know, we, we can attach that to a lot of different things. And, and everybody is, is hungry for something spiritual. It doesn't matter where you go, people in America are, are craving something spiritual. Matter of fact, a lot of people are turning to Wiccan, uh, witchcraft, uh, because they're hungry for something spiritual. When God has already given them every spiritual blessing and all they have to do, all we have to do is just turn to that and begin to seek after the things of God, to seek after what God has for us. He has given us all, all encumbrance, all spiritual blessing. Now, the, the word spiritual are things that have their origin with God, therefore are in harmony with his character. When we're talking about all spiritual blessings, we're talking about all the blessings that have their origin with God. Stop and think for a minute, what is it that originated with God? Look back at the, the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve. They did not have conflict, they had harmony. They did not have, they had peace. They, they, they did not have uh, low self-esteem, as we call it today. You know, they, they, didn't, they, didn't, uh, they didn't have a problem with their own personal view of themselves. They didn't have a problem with their personal view of God until somebody got in the picture and began to question the, the things of God, began to question and tell them that they wasn't good enough. When, when, when the serpent approached Eve, it wasn't that she uh, wanted to sin. It's that she began to believe that she wasn't good enough in the state she was in. He said, oh, God knows that if you eat of this fruit, you'll be like him. So that means you're less. And people still battle with that today. I'm not good enough in the state I'm in. Everybody has opinions about what would be better. We're always trying to improve ourselves. And we're always trying to change something about ourselves. We're not, we're not happy. I got to tell you something. There, there's some of the DNA in your life you're not going to get rid of. You got it from mom, dad, great grandpa, or some ancestor way down the line that you never met. And all of a sudden it popped up in your, in your DNA. It's like, who, where does this come from? Who's this person? Where does this nose come from? You know, we, 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 we're always wanting to change something. Blonde-headed people want to be 
dark-headed, and dark-headed people want to be blonde-headed people, and, and, you know, tall people want to be short, and short people want to be tall, and, and, you know, just, when I, when I was little, I had this desire, man, I, six foot five, I don't know where I got that number, but I wanted to be six foot five, and I thank God today that I'm not six foot five, because I watch six foot five people on the airplanes with me flying around the world, and they are miserable, Nothing fits them. Everything fits me. I'm five foot ten and everything fits me. Doorways are just right for me. Airplane seats are perfect. I don't have to duck. I don't have to squeeze. I can fit in there. You know, the world was created for people that are five foot ten. I just got to tell you something. I am so thankful that God didn't hear my prayers. You know, I started, I was praying that when I was a kid and, and I, boy, I was believing, you know, and I was, I was little when I was uh, a kid. I was only four foot 11 when in my freshman year in high school. I mean, I was for a guy, I was short and, uh, which caused, which caused everybody a lot of trauma because they thought that they could push me around Well, I had a little man complex and I wasn't going to be pushed around by nobody. So there was a lot of conflict went on there. And, um, you know, I wasn't going to be anybody's football to be kicked around. You know, that, that's just, that was my attitude. I, I, I initiated three seniors my freshman year <laughs> because I wasn't going to be picked on by anybody. You know, it, it, one guy said, it, it's not the size of the weapon. It's the fury of the attack. <laughs> but I was, I was short. I was small. And when I was praying, you know, I wanted to be, I wanted to be a professional basketball player. You know, that's kind of, and, and I couldn't play basketball worth anything. My coach told me one time, he said, Snyder, if we had a football team, you'd be great, but you ain't worth a diamond basketball. Man, I was encouraged. And he had a right to say that because I fouled out before the first quarter was over with. I didn't go around people. I just ran right over the top of them. Some reason they had, they got offended about that. So we, I began to pray about that. I, I wasn't happy with the state I was in. You understand what I'm talking about? We, we, we are, are people that are not happy with the state we're in. And one of the reasons for that is because there is this God-sized hole in everybody's life that can only be filled by God, and we seek after everything else trying to fill that hole. And, and when God has already said, I have given you, Paul said right here, I've given you every spiritual blessing. The spiritual aspect of our life is what determines the altitude in which we fly at. And so I began to, I began to pray and all of a sudden my feet started growing and my feet went from size nine to size 12. And I thought, whoo, here we go. And, uh, I grew six inches in six months. I mean, I mean, God was answering my prayer and it hurt so bad. I fell apart. Every, all my joints fell apart. I could, I tripped over everything. My shoes didn't fit me. Nothing fit me anymore. And, and all of a sudden I quit growing and my, my feet went to six, five and, and the rest of me stalled out. I don't know what happened there. My face failed or something. You know, I got a good firm foundation. My brother-in-law, Danny Jones, used to, he used to aggravate me. He'd call me on the phone. I mean, this is back when we didn't have cell phones. You know, you had to, you had to go take the thing off the wall and answer. And he would call on the phone and say, Hey, I was wanting to go skiing. Can I borrow your tennis shoes? You know, just aggravate me. 
But there is a dissatisfaction in our hearts and our lives, and it's because God has, has created this thing to where the things of God, now listen to me, this sounds a little unfair, but the things of God are hidden. They're not obvious. They're hidden. He has blessed us with every spiritual blessing, but they're hard to find. Why would God do that? God did that because he wants you to want the things of God. He wants you to desire them and to go after them. Amen. He didn't hide them from you. He hid them for you. It's just like last, last Sunday, they took these little kids out here and gave them a basket and hid a bunch of eggs out there and, and turned them loose. You know, it's like, it's like just open the, open the chute and all these things, you know, they just go out there and they're after these eggs and they're, they're hunting and, and they're trying to fill that basket up fast as they can fill that basket up. And that's kind of how God is. He has hid the nuggets and the treasures and the revelations that he has. He's blessed with every spiritual blessing, but you got to get your basket and you got to get out there and hunt for the revelation of what God has for you so that you will possess it when you find it. If not, you won't appreciate it. God knows how we are. If things are too easy to come by, we don't appreciate them. Amen. We just don't appreciate them. There's too easy to come by. You know, it's, it doesn't mean anything to us. You know, we, I, we were out, uh, working another day and, uh, my little grandson was there and my, my son and my grandson was there helping me. Well, Israel had his brand new school shoes on, you know, his feet kind of like me, all of a sudden he took a growing spell, his, and they had to buy him brand new tennis shoes. Everybody knows tennis shoes are very expensive. And uh, especially when you have to have name brand stuff, you know these kids today they got it's it's not about having a shoe it's about you got to have the right emblem on that on that shoe. And all of a sudden, when I looked down, he said, "Israel, those are your good shoes. Go get those shoes off." What was he saying? Those were hard to come by. Need to take care of them. Need to appreciate them. And I just started laughing. I mean, cackling. And but I looked at me. He said, "Just be quiet." <laughs> I told him, I, "I seem to remember buying somebody a brand new pair of expensive tennis shoes, and he painted them with oil based paint. <laughs> Didn't mean to, but I walked out of church. We we just went shopping, bought them brand new clothes. I mean, for school." And, and I was over here in the office. That's when we lived next door here. And I was over here in the office and I walked up out the back door to, to see my boys had their brand new school clothes on, brand new tennis shoes, jeans, everything. But they had decided to paint the little clubhouse that I'd built them. And so they hunted up some blue and red oil-based paint. I mean, not paint you could wash off, but oil-based paint, and they were painting that, and they had it from head to toe, but that wasn't good enough. They got in a fight with it and ended up painting each other. <laughs> I walk out the back door, and here are my children with over $200 worth of clothes on with red and blue paint from their head to their toes all over. I mean, all of it ruined, and not only that, I didn't know how to get the paint off of them. And they didn't appreciate it because I started scrubbing them. 
trying to get that paint off of them. They, they were blue and, and red for quite a while. It just it was in their skin. And of course, I flipped out. You know, that was, those tennis shoes cost this much. You just, I told him, I said, you just destroyed $200. Don't look at me self-righteous like that. You've done the same thing. I know how you are. <laughs> I flipped out. Why? Because I appreciated it. I wanted them to appreciate it because it wasn't easy to come by. But when it's easy to come by, we don't appreciate it. And God has hidden these treasures for us, not from us, but for us. And he said, I want you to come out and look. I want you to search. I want you to read. I want you to study. I want you to, I want you to go after the blessings that I have bestowed upon you. I've, I've bestowed all spiritual blessings on you, but they're not obvious. They're hidden but they're hidden for you. And he said, he said the, the blessings he has bestowed upon us, all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places in Christ. They are in Christ. I want you to turn with me to 1 Corinthians. I was here the other day. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Starting with verse 6. It says, however, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom, which God has ordained before the ages for our glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew, for had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, eye has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Now look at this. It hasn't been seen, it hasn't been heard, and it hasn't entered into the heart of man. And then we just got through talking about the hidden wisdom of God. The things of God are not obvious. They're not, it says later on that you can't receive them in a carnal state. They are spiritually discerned. Every spiritual blessing that has been bestowed upon you is out there for you, but you've got you've to get beyond the veil. You got to get beyond the thing that is blocking you from receiving that. But once you see it, you can receive that and take hold of that and, and learn and understand and live in the blessings of God. There's an amazing thing that, that God has bestowed on us called spiritual insight. We have the ability by the Holy Spirit. Let's read on just a little bit. In verse 10, it says, but God has revealed them to us through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now, remember, they are hidden in heavenly places in Christ. Now, we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. He's given us every spiritual blessing. And then it just said he's freely given to us all these things. And yet 
most of us aren't receiving them because they are spiritually discerned. The carnal mind cannot receive the things of God, for they are spiritually discerned. If we want to have what God has promised us, we can't just go through our life thinking, well, God, anytime you're ready, just, just, just lay it in my lap. No, it's not going to be laid in your lap. It's going to be discovered. Amen. Oh, it's quiet in here. Y'all scaring me. It's quiet. They are spiritually discovered. You can't just fall into the things of God. You walk into the things of God because you purposely went there. You have to purposely go there. Amen. You don't just stumble upon a treasure. You hunt for a treasure. Amen. If, if you're going to find treasure, you get your, your uh, uh, metal detector out and you gotta, you got to go hunt for that treasure. You got to hunt through everything. I remember one, one year we was holding revival down in, in, uh, uh, close to Louisiana, Frenchport, Arkansas. And during that revival, one of the elders in the church had this, uh, this international scout that I thought would be great to have on my property. Because, I mean, those old things are tough and they'll go anywhere. And so I worked out a deal with him and ended up buying that scout from him. But it wasn't licensable. I mean, it wasn't for the road. It was for, it was for the woods. And so I was trying to figure out how to get the thing home. I bought it, and yet I was seven hours from home. You know, it's like, okay. And so what I did, there was a welder in the church, a guy that had a welding shop, and he said, he said, well, preacher, can you weld? I said, sure I can. He said, come over to my shop. I got some old pipe. He said, just build you a tow bar on that thing and you can tow it home behind your car. And I said, man, we got that. And so the day after the revival ended, I went over there. I built me a tow bar, mounted on the front of that scout. Thought I was doing great and hooked at the back of my Caprice Classic that just had a V6 motor in it. And it was quite a challenge getting home. <laughs> Not only that, that thing didn't want to follow I'd go around a curve and it, the front wheels wouldn't turn on that thing. It'd just keep, you know, just keep going this way and it, we'd fight it all over the road. I pulled that thing all the way home like that. I get home and I realize that I don't have my wedding ring. I took it off and put it in my pocket so I wouldn't damage it. I don't have my wedding ring. And so I worked up the nerve to tell Sister Betty that I had lost my wedding ring that she bought me. And her advice was that I needed to go find it. I said, we can get another one. She said, it ain't the one we, the, you got when you got married. And she's very sentimental about things like that. And so me and Jr. back when he was a lot younger, we headed out. We, we left in the evening after work. And drove all the way down there, all night, all the way through. Got there the next morning with a metal detector to find that ring. Well, it hadn't crossed my mind that where I was going to be looking was a welding shop. <laughs> so I get the metal detector out, and I'm, I'm going through there. We, we dug up, it was all sand down there, you know, everything's sand. And we dug up that, the whole front of that man's shop 
we dug the whole thing up looking for that ring. I mean, we was constantly digging and finding, digging and finding. I, I think he was, he was quite amused. Because here we are out there, the metal detector at a welding shop. The, the, the parking lot was almost paved with metal. I mean, pieces of metal. And we worked all day. We hunted all day until dark. And it was, it, it was dark that night. And I finally called Betty and I said, I said, Betty, I can't find, I said, this, this is a welding shop and we have looked all day. I said, I know, I don't think I'm going to be able to find that ring. She denies it to this day, but I think what I heard was don't come home without that ring. <laughs> That's kind of how I heard it. She, she says that didn't happen. But when I said, I don't know where else to look. I don't know how to find it. And, and you know, this, there's nothing but metal out here. And I don't know how to find it. She said, have you looked over at the place before we left? We drove over to the man's house. And I paid him for the scout before we left after I built the, and so I paid him for it. She said, have you went over there and looked? I said, that was at the end of the day. It wouldn't be over there. And she said, well, you need to go look. And I said, okay, I will go look. You know, she's soft-spoken, but sometimes it, the, there's an underlying, you know, get your act together kind of thing. <laughs> like time we was riding across Kansas, 105-degree temperature, been riding all to 115, I think. And it was so hot. And, and we, me, and, me and Damon, we have this habit of we'll stop at a motel, and if it's too much, we'll just get back on the bikes and keep riding. Sometimes we'll ride all night just keep because you know we wasn't going to pay that that much for a motel, and we'll just keep riding until we find a motel. And and we get it been hot all day long, and we get we, the first motel we stop at. I get off the bike, and and I'm taking my helmet off. Sister Betty sitting on the back of the bike, and she said, "I don't care what it costs, get me a room with air conditioning." I walked in, I told Damon, I said, it doesn't matter what it costs. We're staying right here. Uh, thank you, sweetie. Whenever we finally decided to listen, I, walked over, I went over to that guy's house, parked in the ditch line, got that metal detector out, and, you know, I was not... You know, it, I was just doing it because, so like I say, I did. And I walked down that ditch line, that metal detector, just doing like this, just waving it. And I got up and I looked and I thought, I wasn't any further than this. And I turned around, and as I turned around, that metal detector beeped. I turned back around, kept looking, shined light, and there was that wedding ring down in the grass. The last step I took turned perfectly where that metal detector went right across that ring. See, I, Sister Betty was trying to give me prophetic insight, and I wasn't cooperating. I found that ring, but I had to dig, I had to search, and I had to stick with it. That I wanted to give up. I had to have encouragement. 
But I kept digging, and I kept searching. Even though I wasn't really into it, I finally found that ring. How many of us have given up when there is a a spiritual insight, a revelation that will change our lives, transform our lives, and people are trying to encourage us? We're hearing God sending voices into our life to try to get us to keep going, to keep searching, to keep looking. And we quit. What if I would have quit halfway down that ditch line? What if I would have stopped one step too soon? I'd have never found the treasure. We have to purposely go after the things of God in order to receive them because they are hidden for us, not from us. And everything God has is hidden for you. It just it, The only thing that matters is are you going to keep listening? Are you going to keep digging? Are you going to keep searching until you find it? It is not carnal revelation. You cannot receive it in a carnal mind. It is spiritually discerned. Stand with me today if you would. I'm going to quit. I've already got myself in enough trouble. <laughs> whenever, whenever we look at the things of God, if we're not careful, they can look like a fantasy because they seem unattainable. How can I ever, how can I ever get here? How can I ever receive this? What... It, seem, it seems like it's out of reach. It seems like it's, it doesn't make any sense. The things of God don't make any sense. But they are spiritually discerned. And we just got to simply keep seeking in and keep pressing in until we begin to realize and see and find the things that God have. I, have, I was talking to a man the other day, and he said, you know, I read something the other day that, that really stood out to me. He said, this man said that there are at least two million dollar ideas inside of every person. But he said, most of us just don't pay attention and we don't apply ourselves. I thought, wow, that's amazing, isn't it? At least two million dollar ideas inside of every one of us. I wonder how many gifts of God are laid up for us that we haven't discovered yet. But they're right there. They're right there. They might seem hidden, but God's not hiding them from you. He's hiding them for you to discover. Amen. Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you, God, for your blessings today. Thank you, Father, that you have enriched our lives with every spiritual blessing. Father, I thank you for every spiritual blessing. And Lord God, we realize today that we, we're not receiving all the spiritual blessings you've laid up for us, Father God. And Lord, I, I, just, I just come against disappointment today, and I declare that disappointment will not rule and reign over the children of God. Lord, we will not give up. We will not fall short. But Lord, we will listen to your voice. We will continue to press in, and we will discover the things that you have laid up for us, that you have prepared for us. Lord, there is a world 
that is waiting for us to discover. And God, help us to discover this world that you have for us, Father God, the hidden things, the secret things. Thank you for it, Father. Praise God. Thank you, Father. You know, today, some of you might say, I don't have any gifts. I don't know what, what I'm supposed to be doing. Well, you've got to search it out. You've got to search it out until you find it. And when you search it out until you find it, then all of a sudden, it begins to be part of you. It becomes who you are. Praise God. And God wants you. L- listen to me. God is not trying to keep you from it. He wants you to have what he has laid up for you. Amen. Hallelujah. What an amazing God we serve. He, he loves us so much. Father, I just declare today, Lord God, that you are you're almighty God. And Holy Spirit, I ask for the, the revelatory presence of God to dwell in us, Lord God, that we can seek out and search out the things of God. Thank you, Father, that we can search out the things of God. Lord, we give you praise for it. We thank you for it, Father. God, we bless your name for it. Lord, I just pray today, there are questions in people's minds Lord, there are things that that we don't understand, but Lord, I thank you that the understanding is right at our fingertips. I thank you, God, that the spiritual insight is right at our fingertips. And Lord, it's ours. It belongs to us, and we will pursue it. We will obtain it because you want us to. Thank you for that, Father. Thank you for it, Father. Thank you, God. As Sister Val just begins to worship I want us just to seek God today and say, God, what is it? First, we might want to repent for stopping short. How many times have we given up when we were almost there? Father, we need you. We need you, Father. We need your insight. We need your revelation. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for your revelation, Father.